Welcome to the Fear Boss Show, a show created to help you become the bravest, boldest, and most badass version of yourself yet. Now, this show is allergic to basic. It's a show that loves real talk. It's a show that will help you slay self-doubt, and it's a show designed to help you check yourself before you wreck yourself. I'm your host, Judy Holler, best-selling author, keynote speaker, improv theater junkie, and a hip-hop-loving entrepreneur. It's kind of like this. If Amy Poehler and Dr. Dre had a baby, uh, that would basically be me. I am obsessed with helping you smash comfort zones and experiment with your fears so you can get more freedom in your life personally and professionally. This podcast is going to help you do just that. So, are you ready? Let's get this fear party started. You are listening to The Fear Boss Show, episode 29. This episode may contain some adult content and language, so please take care while listening. Hey there, Fear Boss. Welcome back to your show. This is your show. It's called The Fear Boss Show. Why is that? Because we're obsessed with making you braver, right? This is a show that is on a mission to help you smash comfort zones and experiment with your fear so you can fear less and be just a little bit braver than you were yesterday. Yo, doesn't that sound magical? I hope you think so, because if you do, you're in the right place. You know what else? Speaking of magical, you know what else is magical? you and most certainly our fear bosses of the week. So I'm going to start things off with our fear boss of the week. And this week it is travel work mom, travel work mom. You are our fear boss of the week. So travel work mom left a review on iTunes and here's what she writes. The subject line said straight fire for your ears. Well, thank you so much for that. She goes on to say, this podcast helps break things down into digestible nuggets of wisdom, gets you on the path, and introduces you to a world of possibilities. She goes on to say so many more really awesome things and ends by saying thanks for making the pod, adding in some hip-hop, of course, and generating giggles. Plus, you always give my ears all the smiles. Oh, travel work, Mom. That is awesome. Thank you, thank you, thank you for being a fear boss. Thank you for listening and for your beautiful podcast review on the iTunes. So all you got to do is find me on the Instagram at Judy Holler. Send me a DM with your address, or you can email me at hello at judyholler.com and send me your mailing address, and I will pop a little snail mail, a little fear boss snail mail in the mail to you. So fear boss, if you are listening on iTunes and you haven't left a review, go leave a review, and maybe, just maybe, you'll be our next fear boss of the week. I also want to shout out this episode's sponsor, which is... Teamy, you guys, I can't. I can't. Don't fast forward through this promo because honestly, Teamy is a game changer. And I'll link up to Teamy and all the things in the show notes so you can learn more. But here's the deal I am really picky about who I partner with, rightfully so. I only want to tell you about things that I am legit 
obsessed with. And when Timmy reached out to me, I immediately did some research and started investigating their products. And I got very interested. So they sent me some things. And you guys, they have legit become my go-to superfood detox resource, especially their greens superfood blend. So I put a scoop into my tumbler with cold water every single day, and I have just welcomed all of these beautiful nutrients that I'm not getting on the regular into my body. And here's the deal. Ever since we went into quarantine, I, you know, everybody's on a budget, well, we should be anyway, but most certainly since world the world changed and budgets have changed and some of us are out of work and some of our businesses have been totally stalled and paused and reinvented and reimagined. I mean, I had to really take a look at things. And one of the things I was spending a lot of money on every week was drinking my green juices. I mean, it was like eight to $10 a bottle and I was drinking what, one a day? So you do the math on that. And then who has time to like blend up their superfoods? And it's messy. I have no time for that. And so I have been really sort of looking for an option. And Timmy has become that option, specifically those superfood greens. Again, I think a bottle is about 25, 30 bucks. And as a Fear Boss, if you use Fear Boss 25 at checkout, Fear Boss 25 at checkout, you get 25% off anything you want as long as your order is over $40. They have detox teas and, of course, the super food greens. They have facial products and green tea detox facial masks. Oh, my God. Take a bath. Put that on. Bliss. Okay, so Timmy is offering, like I said, all the Fear Bosses 25% off. Just use Fear Boss 25 to go get you some. Plus, Timmy sent me an email that they're donating a portion of their proceeds to the NAACP in order to help support the change they want to see in the world. Me too. So I love that. So again, Timmy's linked up in the show notes. Go have some fun. Go shopping. Get your detox. Get your greens on. And not only stay brave, but stay healthy as well. Okay, Fear Boss, prepare yourself for this episode because it's going to be straight fire. And that's because I'm sitting down with the one and only Naya on fire, otherwise known as Naya Tapper. So who is Naya Tapper, you ask? Okay, well, first of all, Naya is 100% a certified Fear Boss. She is a part of our amazing community. She has read the book. She's done all kinds of incredible incredible things. And second, she is also, and I got to cue some music for this. Hold on a second. Hold on. Wait for it. Oh yeah, that's right. She is also an Olympic athlete. She plays for the professional rugby team for the USA. She's a USA women's Eagles sevens rugby player. And was on her way to Tokyo in 2020 going to the Olympics when, of course, that got canceled like everything else. We are going to talk about that. But Naya is not only an Olympic athlete, a professional rugby player for the USA rugby team. She is, of course, a certified and OG fear boss. But she has been playing for the United States since 2016 and is legit a rising star. And yo, she is only 25 years old. 
whole fear boss. I cannot even. She was born the year I graduated high school. Represent 1994. But oh my God, like she is just killing it. And she's 25 years old. So we have an awesome conversation about the disappointment of things canceling and how you stay in forward momentum when something you've worked so hard for has sort of gone away unexpectedly at no fault of your own. We talk about loving yourself and mental wellness and fitness and health and all of the good things. So you are just going to love this conversation. And also, I share the way Naya and I even met, which is a fun story in itself. And it's just such a great conversation. And you're going to learn so much. And she really has this beautiful fear boss mindset. So I I certainly hope you love her as much as I do. And I'm so excited to share her with you. So buckle up, fear boss. This conversation is 100% on fire. Let's do this. Miss Naya Tapper, Naya on fire is in the house. It is so great to see your beautiful shiny face. You guys were here on Zoom. And Naya, hi. Say hi to the Fear Boss fam. Hi, everybody. Thank you for having me. You know what I tell you, Naya, you are a Fear Boss. You've read the book. You're part of the community. And that's really how we got to know each other. So I feel like we have to jump off real quick with how we met. So maybe I'll let you tell the story. You tell the Fear Boss fam how we met. (laughs) So I got into this reading fad and decided to go to Barnes & Noble and just pick up a book. And I was looking through all the books and things. And I think the first thing that attracted me to the Fear Boss book was the color of it. So it's pink, which is one of my favorite colors. And it was so bright. And so I was looking at it first because of the aesthetics of it and reading into it a little bit and reading about Judy and everything that she had going on. And I decided to buy it. And from then I was reading it. I loved it, um, recommended it to a lot of my friends and involved social media a lot in the reading journey that I was going on with this book specifically because I liked it so much. I shared it on my social media, which is like something we talk about, about genuine, authentic expression. And that's something that's very important to me. So with the Fear Boss book, Reading it helped me in so many ways and in so many situations that I was dealing with as a professional athlete and as a woman in general in this world. So, yeah. And then I was tagging Judy and a lot of them and I wasn't expecting any response back, but I did get one and she was amazing. Um, I love her energy. Um, She was always so supportive of me, even though this is actually our first time formally meeting and talking over the phone. But yeah, that's kind of how we met and it's been a journey from there. I love your recap of the story. That's exactly how it went down. I thought you bought the book Mm -hmm. in an airport. I wasn't sure, but it was at a Barnes and Noble, maybe in an airport. Either way, I saw, I was in an airport when I saw that you tagged me and then I just like, you know, checked you out and I was like, oh my God, this girl's like a boss. Like she's reading my book. We've got a girl in place for like the USA rugby team reading my book. And I was just so excited and same, really loved 
loved your energy. And she, Naya Fearboss, she would do these really cool readings in her room. And she had has all these like twinkle lights, like, <laughs> like light strings up in her room. And she would just do these like readings and tell her community what she was loving about the book, Fear is My Homeboy. And so it just, you know, I just I love that you're here. I love that we're meeting finally in person. And I love that our Fearboss friendship began on Instagram. And the yeah. rest is history in here. We are today. So Fear Boss, we're going to dig in with Naya. She's got a really cool story. You heard a little bit about her in the introduction, but here's what I want to know from you, Naya. Naya on Fire is like the nickname, right? The brand, right? And and I love that you are a girl on fire. So tell me how you're welcome. How did Naya on Fire become a girl on fire and maybe the follow-up to that is what is a what does that mean to you to be on fire what does a a girl on fire look like what does a fear boss on fire look like yeah so i actually got that name when i was younger my mom and her best friend they love to rap and just rhyme everything that they could possibly think of so my mom's best friend used to call me nigh on fire mainly just because it rhymed and i kind yeah i kind of didn't really think too much into it. But once I started building my brand and my career as one with rugby, the commentators, a lot of times when we're playing games, they talk about, oh, she's on fire. And it kind of brought me back to my childhood where Mm -hmm. my mom's best friend used to always say, nigh on fire, nigh on fire. And I'm like, that could be promoted and mean so many things for myself and for people who support me and tune into um, my rugby career. And the building up my brand. So I kind of went with it and it's been a great choice ever since. I think for me, it just means like being bright in everything that I do, being hot in everything that I do, going at everything with no fear, as you would say. Mm -hmm. Um, A fire spreads very fast and I feel like my energy is very attractive and spreads very fast across the people that I am surrounded by on and off the field. Also, just with how fast I am, I feel like speed has a lot to do with hotness. And you see a lot of the times people have flames on their cleats or images of that such, which is something that I've adopted too, of just, I'm on fire as an athlete, I'm on fire as a woman, as an individual, as a sister, as a friend, like in every aspect of my life, I try to be bright, warm, hot, And just, you know, fiery, feisty. I'm a Leo, so we're kind of like born leaders. So it kind of just works. (laughs) You are on fire. Now, you're 25. Am I, do I have that right? You're about 25 years old. Yeah, I'm 25. Okay, so fear bosses. My fear bosses listening to this who are 20, 25, 30. We got a little, we got a lot of fear bosses in that. uh, There's a a little bit of a community in that age range of where you sit. And I love that Mm. you are awake to the power of like managing your energy and being on fire and what it looks like to sustain that sidebar question. I mean, what do you do? Sidebar question. What do you do to sustain that fire? Like, is it work? What do you do mentally, physically, working out, eating well, surrounding yourself by good people? Is there anything that you're doing to really, because I believe like energy is my superpower. And I'm always leaning into this Brendan Bouchard quote. That's like, he says this power plants don't have energy. They don't have it. They generate it. So Naya has energy, but you work to generate that fire, that energy. So Mm -hmm. anything specific you do like uh, to stay on fire, it's a little bit of a 
<laughs> plot twist for you, but I'd love to know as an athlete, what are you doing? I guess like anything that I'm passionate about kind of keeps the fire under my butt, just motivation to be successful and to make sure that myself and my family can be financially stable. Um, once my career is in rugby is over, like I want the fire to have a plan and have new goals every day that I work towards. Mm. I think that's the biggest thing of just setting goals and working towards those every day in my workouts um, and my friendships in the business world with me trying to figure out what I want to do with my brand and how I want to affect people once I am done with rugby, how I still want to have effect on the rugby community and a lot of the other women's sports just in terms of the brand aspect because I feel like a lot of athletes, women athletes specifically, they miss out on that part of it because they feel like people won't be drawn to them or they don't have the time or the energy, but I think it's important for them to look into that realm because there's a lot of great people you can meet from that. There's a lot of money you can make. There's a lot of people that you can affect in a positive way, separate from the sport that you do. Yeah. Um, and it'll, yeah, it says a lot about you that you're more than just an athlete, which is mm. very important. I couldn't agree more with that. I love that. So let's talk about being an athlete. Let's specifically talk about Tokyo and 2020. Mm -hmm. The Olympics were supposed to be in Tokyo mm -hmm. in 2020. Damn. So as an athlete uh, who's been training for and looking forward to that moment for years, how are you, because we got a lot of fear bosses right now with big disappointments. They're missing weddings, graduations, they're losing jobs, people, you know what's going on in the world, right? So yeah. there's so much disappointment and so much loss. So the Olympics were postponed and you know you have had to deal with that disappointment. So I can imagine how challenging that has been for you. So how are you coping with that and navigating, staying in forward momentum as you look forward to that happening in potentially 2021. So give us a scoop. What do you do when you've been training for the Olympics and the Olympics freaking cancels? <laughs> yeah. Um, so obviously it was devastating news just because it would have been my first Olympics. Oh. Um, so that was something that was like a big goal that I was getting ready to check off, but now it's been pushed back a little. I think the most important thing for myself in dealing with this situation is that you can only control what you can control. And this is out of my control. So to stress about it would be kind of insane. You know, it would probably drive me crazy and not lead to positive things. So just trying to keep a positive mindset through it and take every day by day versus, mm -hmm. yeah, looking at the small goals versus the big goals. So yes. the big goal of the Olympics is still the same, but it's just pushed back a little bit. So I kind of try to take, okay, this is what happened. The Olympics was postponed, but what good things can I get out of it? Now I have more time to work on skills that maybe weren't where they needed to be when I was getting ready to go into the Olympics. Um, now I can have more time to build a stronger connection with my teammates off the field that will benefit us on the field. Now I can work on my fitness a little more to make sure that I'm able to run longer, faster, harder for the Olympics. Kind of like what things can I work on now that I have more time to do it. Ooh. So just focusing on the yeah. good things that I can get out of it. Oh, this is so good. So what the fear boss can't see right now, and I'll put clips of this up at some point. I see Naya answering that question, smiling at me. And this is what that fear boss mentality does, right? We see mm -hmm. plot twists in our lives. And that's really what mm -hmm. this is. It's a plot twist. We didn't see yeah. it coming. 
Or do we necessarily like it? No. Does it feel really uncomfortable? Yes. However, a fear boss sees possibility. They view yeah. their life through the lens of positivity. This doesn't discount that there's pain and it doesn't discount mm-hmm. that things suck. But what I have just watched you do is what is gold and how I know you'll be successful. And what we're always saying to the fear boss community, see the possibility in the Mm -hmm. really shitty stuff that's happening, you know, and you talked about microdosing. So do you do that a lot where you take the big things and break them down into small goals so you don't get overwhelmed? Yeah, I feel like you have to. That's a very common thing with athletes, especially like when you're learning skills, Mm. you have this one big skill, but you have all these small movements that go into that one skill. So if you're working on passing, you start at the lowest level and build up to the highest level. And you can apply that to how you set your goals, Mm -hmm. starting with the small things that lead to the big thing, because you most of the time won't get to the big thing at your best potential if you haven't done the small things. It's truth. And I think that it's beginning. I thought about that when I wrote my book. I was like, okay, I can write a, I, I know words and I can yeah. use my words to write a sentence. And then that sentence becomes a little paragraph and that paragraph becomes a section and that section becomes a chapter and all the chapters become a freaking book. And next thing you know, you have a book, right? And so I love that you even touched on that. So let's talk, let's stay in this sort of athlete area really Mm -hmm. quick. You know, how do you, I'm a big uh, Peloton rider. So I love the bike and I use their app for their strength training and all that. And it's really been saving me with everything being close. So as an athlete, you know, gyms are your medicine, probably mentally Mm -hmm. and physically. So how did you cope with your gym being closed for probably a while or was it, or as a, you know, Olympic athlete in training, you know, did you have access to things uh, faster maybe, but how have you been coping with editing your routine from a a fitness perspective, mentally and physically, because all the athletes listening in right now are going to know that that is, that's a disruption. Yeah. So physically, luckily our staff was very supportive and adaptable with the things that happened. So very quickly, they brought everybody, all the female athletes equipment to our home so that we could have many home gyms. So we don't have much weight, but we have a lot of bands. We have assault bikes, rowers, med balls, a lot of different things to still stay active. So not only did they provide us with that, but they all are um, strength coaches still providing us with workouts weekly for us to complete and just kind of stay on schedule and don't get too far from what our normal training aspect is like. So Monday, Tuesday, Thursday, Friday, I'm working out with two of my teammates who live in my area. We'll do running sessions. We'll do band lifting sessions, bike sessions. We try to mix it up. Um, now that some things are opening, we're going to different gyms each week to try different workout styles, different cardio workouts. We're trying to find random hills to run. We have a great speed coach in San Diego that we've also been working with. So it hasn't been too bad physically. Mentally, it's been amazing with just really having to hone down on how strong I am mentally and knowing that I that is something that I had a problem with finding that motivation to work out when nobody was watching mm-hmm. um when nobody was on my butt saying you need to do this you need to do that I think this time for me has been great in that aspect because I've had to find the strength and the motivation to get out of my bed every day when I don't have to technically go outside and work in the hot San Diego sun with my teammates for an hour or two every day so it's been great with for me with finding that consistency and 
finding the mental strength to push myself when you don't have a coach telling you what to do. That's so good. There's this saying that it's like what you do when no one's looking really Mm -hmm. shows us who you are and it essentially determines your destiny. Right. And so the idea that you are, are learning how to show up for yourself, you know, instead of the other way around sort of having a schedule and you go, because, you know, you got to be there, you're, you're showing up for yourself. And I think that's a skill that'll last you forever. And I think that is amazing. And it leans right into this idea that we got to talk about. So one of the things in the fear boss community we love is this idea that there are no mistakes, only gifts. I wrote about it in the book and it was big in the improv theater. So it really helps us be brave because we think, okay, well, we're either going to do something and win, or we're going to do something and learn, but we won't fail. Right. And so I'd love to hear from Naya Tapper, you know, what's Naya on fire? What obstacles or what failures have you had? You know, give me one. What is something that you've done that has been a fit you feel like has been a failure or something, uh, an opportunity that didn't really go your way that you now look back on and go, oh my God, that was like the best freaking thing that ever happened to me. You're smiling. <laughs> I think you've got an answer. I think we all have these stories. So I'd love to hear yours if you're willing to share. Yeah, for sure. So when I first got brought out to the training center to be a full-time resident under a female coach, I was with her for four months before we ended up switching coaches and getting a male coach. I was under him for maybe a month. And in that month, he decided that I didn't deserve to be on the team at that moment just because of my skill level. So I was cut from the team, but not to where it was like, We don't think that you could be eventually in the future on this team, but there's some work that you need to do. So he cut me from the team, but had me training in a developmental environment. When he first cut me from the team and gave me that option, because I wasn't so in love with the sport yet, it was something that I did in college that I enjoyed and I knew it could take me to the Olympics. That was kind of where my head was at with the sport. So to hear like, oh, okay, like, just kidding. We don't think that you can make the team that you can play at the level the other girls are playing at. My mentality with it was kind of like, okay, well, I'll just, you know, go back home to North Carolina because I moved from North Carolina all the way to California for rugby. So I was like, I'll just go back to North Carolina, stick to my plan A, which was finish my last semester of college, go to physical therapy school and open up my office, do what uh, did a nine to five, like any regular adult. So I called my mom and let her know. And like that, I was like, I'm over this. Like I'm ready to come home. And she was like, no. (laughs) And I told my dad and he was like, mama. Yeah. So both my parents were just like, you can't come back. Like you're not about to give up. Cause I never had really dealt with adversity until that moment, Mm. especially in sports. Sports was a breeze for me blessfully through high school, middle school, college. So to come to this level where they pursued me and then to tell me, "Eh, I don't think you're good enough. That was kind of like something that I never dealt with and I didn't know how to deal with. So thanks to my parents, they forced me to deal with the situation. So I decided to do the developmental aspect of training and did that for four months along with working a part-time job the other half of the day. So it was definitely a hard four months for me and a growing time for me mentally and physically. And then after those four months, I was brought back onto the team and went to my first tournament and just literally killed it and made my mark. And ever since then, like whenever I'm challenged with growing myself as a player, 
because when I came in, I was so comfortable and complacent with just being fast. And in rugby, you can't just be fast because at that level, there's so many fast girls. So now when I'm challenged with, okay, we don't think your passing is as good as you think it is, instead of being pushed off for it, it becomes like a new challenge for me. So I think that was the adversity that I dealt with to where now, like you said, every failure, it felt like a failure, but really I wouldn't be the player I am today if that did not happen. Damn, you got stronger. And guess what? You're still going to the Olympics, girl. You got yeah. it. And you have. And I think there's two parts to the story where you have a supportive community around you, right? You have people pushing you. You have a mom. You have, uh, whether it's your mom, your bestie, your cousin, your aunt, your dad, whatever that is, I think we've got to have people in our world pushing mm-hmm. us, right? And supporting us and helping us stay in forward momentum, especially when things get really scary and we get told no and we fail and someone says, I don't choose you. You're not good enough. You're yeah. team. I mean, that that is not easy to hear. So what would you say to like a young girl your age, you know, maybe younger, maybe a 20 year old girl? Because um, I think your answer will resonate no matter what age you are. But there's a lot of fear bosses that want to do big things that are in this 20 to 30 year old age range. You know, what would you say to the girl who wants to do big things, become a girl on fire? Maybe she wants to become a professional athlete or maybe one day go to the Olympics herself. Like, what's a piece of advice? You know, what's helped you stay in forward momentum? For me, I think it would be that no matter how good you think you are at something or if you think you've reached the highest level of something that you're trying to accomplish, just remember that you can always get better. We're meant to continuously grow. There's never, I think, an end goal with any accomplishment or any goal you have. There's always more that you can accomplish, more that you can do. So just understanding that even at your best, you can get better and also that everything happens for a reason. So like you said, some bad things may happen on your journey to your goals, but it's all happening for a reason. You'll look back on it and say, I'm glad that happened because it's got me where I am today. I love it so much. I love that answer so much. It's so good that I'm even calling right now the fact that that'll probably be my sound bite I use on social media because it was so good. Okay, so <laughs> we got to, before I, I'm going to ask you some fun rapid fire questions, get your answer to those questions. But before we go, we got to talk about your tattoo. You read my book, Fear's My Homeboy. Yeah. You became a fear boss, a certified <laughs> fear boss, and you got a tattoo. Tell me about what your tattoo says. Tell the fear boss fam about your tattoo, why you got it, and what it means to you. Okay. Yeah, for sure. So after I read the book, I think the biggest message that I took from it was to go scared. And I feel like if I had read this book a long time ago, I would have probably accomplished a lot more at this point, but everything happens for a reason. But when I read that, it kind of stuck with me with rugby, where there was times where I had had hard conversations with my coaching staff, with my teammates and with myself. And a lot of the times people steer away from those conversations because they can be uncomfortable. They can be scary. You don't know what the outcome will be, even though, you know, the best thing to do is have those conversations. And after reading that book, the ghost scared message always rang in my head when I wanted to stop running on the field. I just told myself, face your fears, your fears that you think you can't do it, but you can't. So keep doing it. Mm -hmm. Um, When I wanted to have those hard contract conversations of, I feel I deserve a promotion. Putting myself in that situation, even though it felt uncomfortable, I was telling myself to go scared. So a lot of those situations that I was scared about doing, I just did it and it turned out 
great for myself. And even now, like, after I got the tattoo, a lot of people ask, what does that mean? Like, what is, like... Because the tattoo says, go scared. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, and it's basically, like, to face your fears, small and big. Mm -hmm. So there's, like, every day I probably think about it, and I can always look at it. Mm -hmm. Because at first I was writing it on my arm during trainings or writing it on tape that I had wrapped around my wrist. And I'm like, I love this message. Like, I want to go get it tatted on me because it's literally going to apply to my life for the rest of my life. And I want people to see it and ask so that I can put that message into their head as well. Mm -hmm. So now when I'm training with my teammates here, whenever we don't feel like doing something or we're nervous about dealing with a conflict, they'll say, go scared. You remember, go scared. And I'm like, okay, yeah, you're right. You're right. So anytime I'm don't want to do something because I'm a little nervous that I'll be uncomfortable. I look at my go scared test and I'm like, just do it. It's so good. Go scared is another thing. (laughs) It is the mindset we have when we do a fear experiment. We conduct a fear experiment or we put ourselves out there into an uncomfortable situation on purpose. So I'm obsessed with it. And Mm -hmm. you also having that tattoo makes you a fear role model because people are going to be inspired by your bravery. And every time you go scared, you show everybody else they can do it too. Naya, you are absolutely on fire. So we're going to end with a little rapid fire. You cool with that? I'm going to ask you some cues and you can give me your quick answers, right? Okay. So Naya, uh, first question, a a little fun, a little playful one. I'm wearing an Adidas jacket. Are you an Adidas girl or a Nike girl? Um, So I'm a Nike girl. I feel like I've been one since high school. All our track uniforms were Nike college. That's all I bought to wear around school. And now, like, that's something that I wear every day almost. But I like them both. They're very cute um, brands. But Nike, I feel like they're so creative with everything they put out. There's no other lifestyle workout wear that I think can touch them, honestly. Yeah, no, they're awesome. And they're great. <laughs> it is amazing. So I'm rocking yeah. Adidas, but I got love for both. So tell me, <laughs> yeah, tell me about your, your morning ritual. Question two, what's your go-to morning ritual? So this is going to sound bad, but I wake up and I just get on my phone and, you know, scroll through Instagram, look through my messages, set my posts up for the day. So I'm usually on my phone for like 30 minutes before I finally get out of bed. And I'll usually brush my teeth, get ready, have breakfast, and then go train with my teammates. I love it. I love it. What is the fitness routine you can't live without? Um, I'd probably say my butt and core workouts. I feel like mm. I love having a nice little six pack and a nice peach. Oh, That's and important. she does. So I'll link up to Naya in the show notes and all the things, but there'll be times, Naya, like I'll have just had like a pizza, maybe a little bit too much rosé, and then like Naya <laughs> on fire rolls up on my Instagram in some like bikini or with her training with her six pack and her... I mean, <laughs> obviously work hard for that physique uh and and you have earned every second of it but yeah booty and core that's your Mm -hmm. that's your go-to okay i'm gonna put more of that on my list right i want that i want that naya on fire vibe no doubt about it okay so naya next question do you have a hype song because everybody's got a hype song i got a few hype songs but what's your what's your current hype song right now um my hype song would be stay fly by big timers Big Sweet um, Fly by Big Timers. Yeah. Okay. I <laughs> it's love a hip hop song, old school. Yeah, old school hip hop. <laughs> it is. It's old school. So, what's old school hip hop to you, Naya, Miss 25 year old? 
Yeah, so my mom and dad, like, they stayed with CDs. We always had the music going. So I feel like I'm a pretty old soul when it comes to music. Mm -hmm. So anything from, like, the 80s to now, like, I'm all in tune with all the R&B, old school rap, all of that. Mm -hmm. Oh, I I love that. I love that. My mom used to clean the house to Lionel Richie and Billy Ocean. (laughs) Uh, My go-to karaoke song, do you know know who Billy Ocean is? I think so. I definitely heard the name. So there's a song. Okay, we're totally having a sidebar here. So there is a song called Caribbean Queen. Okay. By Billy Ocean. And when I get up, this comes on, I karaoke it. People are like, what is happening? First of all, no one expects me to get up there and karaoke a little Billy Ocean Caribbean Queen, but it's a go-to. So this is this is like 80s R&B. So I love, mm-hmm. I bet your parents would know exactly. We'll love that. Who Billy Ocean is and Caribbean Queen. I love that. Okay, so you gave me a new song. I'll go check it out. Tell me this. What's your, besides Fears, my homeboy, what's your favorite book? Do you have a favorite book, a book that changed your life? Let's see. So I just read a book that had a big effect in terms of messages as well for me. It was called The Four Agreements. Oh, great book. Mm -hmm. Great book and great answer. I must get. I'll link up to that one in the show notes. What about a purchase? I love hearing this one. Have you purchased anything under a hundred bucks in the last six months that has been a game changer? Probably my my hydro flask. Ooh, and that look at that hot (laughs) pink hydro flask. Ooh, that's nice. I'll link up to that in the show notes. That's cute. We need to get you a Fear Boss sticker for that Hydro Flask. Yeah, that would be awesome. Honestly, email me your address after this and I'll pop a little something in the mail for you, but we'll put a, we'll get you some Fear Boss swag, girl. Okay. That's fun. I love a good Hydro Flask. What about this one? What did you want to be when you grew up? So I wanted to either be a teacher. I feel like that's a lot of kids' dreams going up. And then I also wanted to be uh, the first girl in the NFL. Ooh, mm-hmm. well, rugby's <laughs> getting you pretty close, and you're going to I know, right? Because rugby is no joke. Yeah. How many, okay, sidebar question. How many broken bones have you had? From rugby? From rugby? Zero. Really? Zero. Knock wow. on wood. <laughs> Just from other things that we... Pre- um, from other things, like from training, I broke my thumb, but other than that, I haven't oh, had anything major, thank God. Yeah. I'm so impressed. And this is why you train and all that stuff to stay strong mm-hmm. and resilient and work with their physical therapists and all that stuff. That's awesome. Yeah. So do you have an anthem? Uh, well, I think I know the answer to this question, a power word or a favorite quote. I'm guessing it's go scared. Yeah. yeah that's sure. your anthem. Yeah, yeah. That's a good anthem, girl. So here's another one. Who's the coolest person you've ever met? I know it's a tough one. <laughs> I got to think about this one. Or maybe who is someone that you'd love to meet? Like, do you have a hero? Whether okay, yeah. Yeah, like, let's do that. Like, who's someone, you know, who's someone you'd love to sit down and have a drink with or a coffee with or train with or whatever? I'd love to have a chat with Kevin Hart. Oh, I love Kevin Hart. <laughs> I think Did he's you hilarious. She's like blushing a little. You know, he's so funny and I'm all about comedy. So I he feel like so we would have a great time chatting. He is good. That's a really good answer. Uh, have you seen his new comedy special and his four-part like documentary? He did like a behind yeah. documentary. It was really good. Mm-hmm. He's, um, he is, he's a cool guy. I really like him. Last but not least, last question for you, Fear Boss. When I offer you the term fear boss, 
What does that mean for you to be a fear boss? To be a fear boss to me means to not be afraid to conquer the world, to not be afraid to work towards my goals and do whatever is necessary to do so. It's to love unconditionally without fear of rejection. It's to be able to motivate and push myself on the hard days. And it's just to be my authentic, true self, regardless of who's around me. Oh, mic drop. And I think we've got to go out with a little, hold on, wait for it. I'm going to give you an Olympic moment here, Naya. So I could not resist. Well, I tell you this much. You are such a joy. I'm so proud to have you in the Fear Boss community on my Instagram feed. Just keep being you, keep being a joy. And when you get to Tokyo in 2021, I'll be watching. And hopefully so will a lot of other Fear Bosses. So Naya, you're the shit. Thank you for being here. <laughs> Thank you so much for having me. This is awesome. Go scared. Go scared. Go scared. All right, Fear Boss. So we are going to go out with Naya's hype song. Ooh, and it's so good. I know you know it. It is a song called Still Fly by Big Timers, T-Y-M-E-R-S. I'll link up in the show notes, but here we go. I know you know this. I mean, it's a bop. It is definitely a bop. I think this is like from 2009. This is old school. I love it. I love it. I love it. And I hope you loved this episode as much as I loved making it for you. And if you did, you got to throw your love my way in the reviews. And I'd love to have you screenshot this episode and let me know that you're listening. Also, talk to me. I want to hear your show ideas, questions, and inspiration. So you can email me anytime at hello at judyholler.com or DM me on any of the social. I want to hear from you because this show is for you. As always, thank you for listening. And in the meantime, stay brave, stay fly, and go scared. Well, hi there. It's me again. Thank you so much for listening. I'm so damn glad you're here. And if you loved this episode, which I hope you did, my hand is on my heart. Please don't forget to hit that subscribe button so you don't miss an episode. And if you're feeling a little extra boss today, it would mean the world to me if you'd leave a review on iTunes so more fear bosses like you can find this podcast. And better yet, share this podcast with a fear boss you love and encourage them to listen. For more on me, my work, and my keynotes, you can visit me at judyholler.com, J-U-D-I-H-O-L-L-E-R.com to learn more. And this is also where you can sign up for my newsletter. It's called The Fear Boss 5, and it comes out every Friday where I share five things I'm loving, learning, and reading. It's one of my favorite things to do. And if you love this podcast, you're going to love the newsletter, and you can sign up right there on my website. My book is available at most of your favorite book retailers, Amazon, Barnes & Noble, airports, all the things. So search me up on Google or type Judy Holler into Amazon and grab your copy. Last but not least, you can always come hang out with me on the social media. Instagram is my favorite place to be. I'm on Instagram at Judy Holler, J-U-D-I-H-O-L-L-E-R. I'm also on Facebook, facebook.com forward slash fears, my homeboy, and Twitter as well at Judy Holler. Until next time, Fear Boss, keep experimenting with your fear and stay brave.